The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Down for the count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialata. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, ESPN San Antonio proudly brings to you the best show in the world. That is right. This is Down for the Count. I am your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. That is dangerous. Dan Cialana and running from the gorilla position, we have the beautiful, the always illustrious, Mr. Wonderful James Pledger. Welcome in to ESPN San Antonio. Dan, how are we doing, brother? We're doing good. Down for the count. Voted best wrestling podcast on ESPN San Antonio. No recount needed. No recount needed indeed. Triple counted, Dan, matter of fact. Anyways, we Go are ahead. talking. We'll still win. Yeah, we are talking everything wrestling, everything inside the squared circle. We have a lot to get into. We have some special guests joining the show, hopefully, today. Uh, lots to get into. Dan, you actually had uh, a pretty incredible experience this week. This week was a was a good Dan Cialana week, was it not? Are you talking about my Thunderdome experience? Listen, listen. I'm talking about whatever experience you had in the Thunderdome, but I am talking hey, listen. about the Thunderdome, sir. No, I actually got uh, got the chance to actually join the WWE Thunderdome, the digital wall of fans. And if you're not familiar with it, it's very similar to what they uh, did in the NBA with the wall of fans. And I actually just happened to just stumble upon it, actually. I, I was just on Twitter last Friday. I saw WWE had tweeted like 30 seconds before, hey, you want to join the Thunderdome? I said, why not? Send in my information. They sent me a link. And on the second half of Monday Night Raw, I was in the Thunderdome. I was somewhere there on the screen. I didn't see myself. So I, I hope they actually told the truth and said I was actually there. I didn't have to pay any money for it or anything, so it's fine. Actually, how was, really, how, what, what was the different experience, I guess? Was there a different viewing experience? Were you watching it on your laptop, or what, what yeah. was it, really? Well, I watched it on the laptop, and they actually give you, like, um, kind of an advanced sort of stream. So you see it before the TV people so that your reactions are more current. Uh, the biggest differences are that you get stage direction. So, uh, you know, when someone comes out, they're like, okay, boo, boo this person. It's the Hurt Business, boo them. Or, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's New Day, cheered New Day, and I want to see lots of energy. You really feel like you're an extra on a TV show because basically you are. And, uh, and you don't hear the crowd, so it's actually kind of interesting. You sort of just hear the silence of the studio arena kind of like before, before they had the Thunderdome in there. So it was interesting. I, um, I recommend if you have, like, little kids or something who, who sign up for the Thunderdome, if you're a parent – uh, set expectations. Don't uh, promise your kid you're going to see, see them on TV because it's just like in regular wrestling in the old days when you would go to arenas, you can watch the entire show if you were there and not see yourself. But it was just kind of fun anyway, kind of a fun novelty, something to cross off of the 2020 uh, COVID era wrestling bucket. Yeah, absolutely. So were you here in the mat where you can you hear the mat from your laptop, I guess, the way you would in a regular arena during a real life show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so people were talking to you, though. That's the difference, right? You were getting, like you said, stage direction. So people are actually talking to you the same way maybe they do, you know, at Saturday Night Live or Jimmy Kimmel or anything like exactly. that with the live show. Okay, that's interesting. Exactly. They'd say things like, all right, we're coming back live in 30 seconds. We want to see a lot of energy. All right. And then uh, especially when there was a crowd shot, they would say, okay, you guys are right on camera right now. Give us some energy. Keep cheering. Keep cheering. 
Uh, so a lot of fun. And, I, you know, I kind of felt like a trained monkey in a way because I was following the directions because I was like, I don't want to be a mark or I don't I don't want to be a smart mark and sit there and be like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to have fun. You know, I'm, I'm part of the crowd. They let me in for free. I'm going to follow the directions. That's I'm a trained monkey for WWE. That's fine. So being that we're live on on Facebook, live on ESPN San Antonio, Dan, can you show us if I was to say, Dan, Cialano, we're coming back. Please show me some energy. What were you doing? I don't know. I, yeah, I was doing a lot of punching because I. Because yeah. you're, here's the thing. Here's a, oh, here's one thing too, and I can say I'll, I'll tweet like a screenshot of what it looked like at uh, Dan for the count later on tonight. But they actually have like a little outline where you're supposed to keep your head, so you can't really move oh, wow. around that much. But when they said give a lot of energy, and, I, and I'm you know it was, I'm in my apartment, I don't want to scream and like disrupt my neighbors, so I was doing a lot of like silent. It was like pantomiming, punching. It was it was very awkward, very strange. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting, Dan. That's awesome. I need to get myself into the Thunderdome uh, as well. And I, I think, I guess, uh, I know I had saw it recently, maybe probably the same time you saw it. Uh, but whenever I did it, it was like a minute or, a, or yeah. maybe two minutes. And by then it was already full. Like it was like, we're already full of. So basically, you need to have those notifications set to get into this Thunderdome, correct? And also, yeah, if you get a confirmation email, it'll tell you what time to log in. Uh, that seems to be pretty arbitrary. I, I can't, I, I went on like a half hour earlier. So it's just, I think they're just trying to stagger the audience. So it's, and they say, they say the link only works once. That's not true. They say you can't share the link. That's also not true. I'm kind of giving away the game here, but you know, it's good. Uh -oh. time. So try it out. Try it out. Try to get in the Thunderdome. You can, might see your digital self on TV. Giving away the secret. But, but the problem, Brandon, the problem, the, the problem with being in the Thunderdome is that once I got logged in, I still had to watch Monday Night Raw. That was the biggest problem. That was the big one, right? I agree. I, you still were stuck watching Monday Night Raw. Understandable. Now, yeah. when we talk about Monday Night Raw, uh, there was some interesting stuff that happened. I mean, but before we get into that, I know, you know, we, we need to get into some rumors and notes specifically. Uh-oh, we don't do rumors on this show. Never. We're Come on, rumors and innuendo. Responsible never journalists. No about. fake wrestling news on this show. But just, just, to, just to play a little bit devil's advocate, you know. Let's play with it. Let's play with it a little bit. Let's get let's take a, take people to our own little thunderdome of rumors and innuendo. There you go. Um, where you brought up uh, before the show, we were talking about Lana. Do you really believe, uh, and a lot of people do, that Lana is basically getting buried by WWE because of her husband, former WWE employee Rusev, going to AEW? Do you think this is a true rumor? Can you really see this happening? Okay, so here's the rumor. So Lana is married in real life to a guy named who used to be known as Rusev in WWE. And Rusev now uh, goes under his name Miro in the competition company AEW. And a few months ago when uh, Miro, Lana's husband, debuted on AEW, he came out and he talked mad trash about WWE. Blonde. He said, he Blonde said, he said, that you can take that brass ring. It was directed towards Vince McMahon. You can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Now, here's the conspiracy theory, Brandon. Ever since that promo, Lana, Miro's wife on WWE, has been thrown through a table every single week on TV. So people are saying, backstage rumor and innuendo, that Lana is being punished on WWE TV for what her husband said on the competition channel on AEW. And before I answer whether I believe that, Brandon, do you believe that? Do you think Lana is being buried and punished by WWE because of the sins of her husband? Yeah, I hope so. Um, what? I hope she's I hope she's getting buried because of the Why? awful dragged 
um, storyline they gave us with her and Rusev before Rusev left. So that's not her I, fault, though. Put put him through. I mean, what? How long is? How many tables has she been put through? Whatever the number is, I think six it. or seven tables so far. Great. Twelve. It is twelve. It what? is twelve to fourteen. Lana goes through them all. Listen, May Young no. went through a table. Wait, no, what did Rusev no. say again? Ru- Rusev just talked a bunch of trash on AW. All he said was, "You can take that. What was it? A brass ring, right? Brass ring." And shine it, it up real nice. Turn it sideways. And, and straight up, you more or less, that's what he said. More or less, exactly. Maybe not the the same excitement, but paraphrase. More or less, yeah, paraphrase. Exactly. Well, Brandon, so, I do believe it though. I really do. I I, I really? think Vince McMahon is diabolical. I think creative is diabolical. And the thing is, WWE is a powerhouse where I think they have the mindset, the bully mindset of we will not be disrespected, and. I think Alana's taking the brunt of it. Okay. And I, I think if Vince McMahon was a rock star, he'd be Tom Petty because he is petty as hell. And WWE Rest has been peace, known. Absolutely. Rest in peace. God bless. Uh, WWE has been known to be petty in the past and probably in the future, in the present. But I think when it comes to Lana, I don't think she's being buried. In fact, I agree with Brian. Uh, was it Brian Alvarez? I don't know. One of those guys. I think Lana is not being buried. In fact, I think she's being exalted. They're rise, they're raising her up because I think the exalted one. Well, okay. not the exalted one. That's that's the other company. I think WWE and Vince McMahon have big plans for Lana. But what is Lana's background? She was a Hollywood actress, right? Hollywood, California actress. And I think they're throwing her through the table every week to show both Lana and the backstage crew that she's not getting her push just because she's a beautiful woman. I think WWE is showing everybody that Lana is paying her dues. And one good way to pay your dues is get your ass thrown through a table every single week on TV. That's what I think is happening. Lana is not being buried. You heard it here first. Dan Lana believes that WWE are still good people. Um, I disagree. I didn't say However, that. I didn't say they're good people. However, Except for the guy who gives us the interviews, who books the interviews. Yes, he's a good person. Yes, he's a great, the best of the best, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and now let's talk a little bit about Raw. We did see something that you can make your own rumors and innuendo about. Uh-oh. How about Alexa Bliss truly just diving headfirst into the Firefly Funhouse gimmick-esque? Are you behind this? Are you are you happy with this, Dan? I like I. I... I like some of it. I like, I think it's interesting because Alexa bliss, I think was getting a little stale with Nikki cross. It's been weeks. It's been weeks yeah. of just teasers. And now we finally saw like a real, you know, head first, like fully involved gimmick with Alexa bliss and the firefly Funhouse. Yeah. It just bothers me though, that Alexa bliss joined forces with the fiend after the fiend attacked her. I don't like seeing like a, like the, the imagery of a woman kind of aligning with her abuser. I don't, I don't mean to make it dark, I think they Jesus should have had. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just, this is what I'm this thinking. Is, I mean, you, listen, listen. We're, you're marking too hard now. No, but, but this line. is important though. Like, I mean, a lot of times in the writers, they have like a, a perspective that maybe they need to consider different people in the audience. You know. Uh, but uh, that being said, I think uh, Alexa Bliss. I like the new kind of character. It's fun. It's uh, kind of evil. It's actually very evil. But I just wish it hadn't started that way. But that's that's in the past. And I think Alexa in. Uh, the Fiend will be a good team. Okay. But I'm trying to figure out, though, whether WWE thinks that they're face or heels. Because I was not in the Thunderdome to hear the, the the crowd direction for The Fiend. I think the WWE thinks that The Fiend is a babyface, actually. 
What do you think? I think so. I mean, I think the the fiend's been a baby face. I think everybody loves it in this era of new age wrestling. Dan, I think you'd agree that for the most part, we love to go for the bad guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's very similar to what you saw in the attitude era of the rocks and the stone colds, where they're so good at being bad and they're so funny or they're so intense that we love to cheer them. Whereas the people who they are forcing down our throat, like a Roman reigns, still is not getting the cheers that, you know, and now obviously he's not supposed to, but still was never getting the cheers that they were expecting of it. So I think, I think Bray Wyatt and The Fiend together as a collective union, not just two separate entities, I think they deserve to be a face. And the only thing is you, we, me and you both know this WWE refuses to allow a full push of The Fiend. But someone who does allow a full push is ESPN San Antonio, giving us this wrestling show every Thursday night at 7 p.m. This is Down for the Count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. And away goes after Murphy. Chaos here. On SmackDown. Generational double. Hey, what are you doing? Get out of my way! Get out of my way! That's enough. Aaliyah. No more. What are you doing? No. Don't hurt him, Dad. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Let's go. I'm not going with you. No. Aaliyah. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Vamonos. I am not going with you, Dad. I love him. Oh. What did you say? I said I love him. I don't know how to bring this back. This is this is the worst. Welcome to Welcome to Down for the Cow on ESPN San Antonio, your premier wrestling show as well as wrestling podcasts. You can find us there in the ESPN Audio Vault. However, we have a special guest today. We have our man all the way from beautiful, sunny California, Mr. Mike Mayer from Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. How are we doing, brother? Fellas, 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 how are we doing? Good, good to be back. It. Mike listen, loves that family Mike does drama. not love it. Listen I, listen. I I can see in his eyes. He was getting teary-eyed like me. I had to wipe my eyes if you see here on Absolutely. Facebook. Right I, I mean, I I mean man, it just got me emotional, man, with that clip to start everything. It was just like so heartwarming, right? By the way, by the way, Brandon, I I think whoever wrote the Disney movie Pocahontas now writes from WWE because wasn't that line straight out of Pocahontas? Like, no, that's a good pull by you. Yeah, no, I love him. It's like any any like one of those Disney movies, like where they're defying their father or something Mm -hmm. or like one of those fairy tale movies. That's what it felt like there with Aaliyah on Friday night. Like it felt great, right? Because you love it. There's no. no way I'm trying to piss off Rey Mysterio uh, if I'm <laughs> if I'm the daughter. However, this this is a, it's enough that just enough of this, enough of making these legends into gimmicks and making Aaliyah. F- I, I believe Aaliyah wrestles too, right? Like low key, isn't she a wrestler? I, I, well? I think I think she is training at least from what yeah. I've seen. But the bigger yeah. issue for me, Brandon, is this has been going on this feud yes. between Rollins and uh, and Mysterio and that family. It has been going on since after Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank was in May. Eyes have been almost detached during this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Eyes have almost been detached. We had a street fight. We had a tag team match. It is November fifth, and this is still <laughs> going on. It spanned two shows, 
And it's like, look, I, man, it's, I, I love everybody involved in this. Like Murphy's great. I, I like all these performers. This is just not good material. And like, like it's, they're, they're feeling, they're trying to fill time. And it's just like, it's not interesting to me. And it's that dialogue and just that whole exchange there. I know we're having fun with it. It just, man, it just felt so far out of reality. And it's just like, it's just like, it, it looked like, it's like a cartoon that we're watching. And it's just embarrassing for all the performers involved because they're so talented. <laughs> I think it's good. De- no, why, Dan, what's wrong Dan, with a love story? What's wrong why, with a love story? Tell yeah, me come why. on, Dan, Dan, enlighten us. Dan, come on, you love why, why doing this. You love to just get me real <laughs> riled up, right? You like to get me real hyped up, but for what, Dan? For what? Tell me what that you. What do you love about this so much that you? It excites you so much to be a member of the Thunderdome to watch Aaliyah <laughs> find her true love. Okay, I'll be honest. I, I am a little uneasy with the idea that Aaliyah is 19 years old. I mean, she there you she's go. Still, she's still no. on her dad's cell phone plan. You're not. Uneasy. She should not be you dating a guy who's 35 or 33 or whatever Murphy is. All right. So, but it's a forbidden love story. It's great. Forbidden love. That's the answer. That's, That's dancing the answer. Hey, that. we're talking about. I, I like. Listen, it's one of those segments where I want to pretend as a wrestling fan that I hate. Oh, this is garbage. But I watch it. If there's whenever there's trashy stuff on WWE, there's like stupid love stories, like Jerry Springer type stuff. I'm all about it. Okay, I I am low brow. You're okay. It's Fair a, it's a, so you so you were about uh, Delana Lashley. Oh, 100%. Rusev. Was, oh man. We had. Some- I mean, it, it was good Ooh. early on. And no. The reason why I it but it, 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 it was interesting, and then it just completely once they went like after the first like week or two, I was just out because it was like, okay, this is <laughs> this just doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no logic, Mike. But Dan, but here's Dan the, rolled that wave through. Dan yeah, loved yeah, every yeah. minute. So even after Liv Morgan was like a mysterious like lesbian lover for Lana that we ne- that was never addressed or whatever. Like, hey, even looking at my search Lana. history. <laughs> I'll have to go look that up after the show. Um, hey, Dan, with, with us on this subject, real quick, I know we're going to get with Mike and we're going to talk about Survivor Series stuff, but can we just take a small second? What are the best moments of a marriage or proposal ever on WWE television? Besides the whole test and that has to be number one, right? Test and Triple H with Stephanie. No, no. Number out. one is uh, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, I love you. Elizabeth. <laughs> so, uh, Will you marry me? Okay, so number two then water. is Billy and Chuck, the Billy and Chuck proposal thing. I think that has to be number two. Yeah, if you love homophobic 1990s humor, then yeah. No, yeah, right. The, but the, I, Eric, I, the Eric Bischoff cameo the there. Eric, yeah, that, the yeah. Eric oh, he was great. Cameo. Eric Bischoff was great. Yeah, I, I, I think all of it was great. Any marriage proposal that we've seen on WWE television or marriage in general has usually ended offending some people years ago. Oh, yeah. So, By the way, low-key, good one. Uh, the Edge Vicky Guerrero one where Triple H just crashed it with the Alicia like Fox footage. That that's a good I like one. That. That's a that really a good, good one. one. Sneaky good that, one. Yeah, that's a sneaky. It's a sneaky pick. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about Survivor Series. Is do this we have to? We do. We do. Uh, we're, we're a wrestling show. Like eat but, your vegetables, right? We got to talk about Survivor Series. Yes. Now, real. I mean, there's no excitement really, but we we were just going off of the Rey Mysterio, Aaliyah, Buddy Murphy stuff. Uh, is that even going to play into Survivor Series at all? Like, why, why is this on our TV screens if this is not going to be playing into the pay-per-view leading up to it? I think they're, they're still trying to figure it out, like what to do with that. I'm looking at the uh, the official list I have of matches as of right now. I don't see any Mysterio stuff on there. Well, I'll say this. Based off the composition and the way they're going with the Raw team and the dysfunction of the Raw team, 
because first off, this whole concept is dumb because they just had a draft and now we're talking about brand loyalty. That just doesn't make any sense. After me. two weeks. After two weeks. And they, and they work in the same building three, now. And, and basically three of the guys that are on Team Raw were on SmackDown a month ago. We're on SmackDown right. a month ago. So that is in Keith Lee has basically been on Raw for basically about a month. But the way I'm thinking this is going to go is they're going to put all of them on Team SmackDown and just have them in fighting and just make it be a disaster and try and force them to work together. Like that's that's the way I think this could go is like to get them on the card just have this whole family division with Seth and Murphy and there's going to be some qualifying match that plays into that. Maybe they're not all on the same team, but it's going to play into the build to who's on team SmackDown. And in the long run is where, okay. And which plays in my other thing, Seth and Murphy and a lot of these people, they were on raw. This was mm. a raw storyline a month ago. So it's just, yeah. that's well, what, what I, I'm at. What I think happens, Mike, is, you know, we're talking team raw versus team SmackDown red versus blue. I don't think the popular vote matter matters anymore. Right. It's the electoral vote of Vince McMahon <laughs> and what he wants to do. <laughs> there you so go. An election we, reference. Well, yeah, that's topical. Exactly. When we, when we talk about red versus blue, this is if, if, if uh, you know, if you're upset about the election, and you're waiting for results, get behind survivor series. There you go. You can still watch the same thing. Red versus blue. We just don't know who's going to be in there. Survivor Series may be even more disappointing than the election results. Can I ask both of you guys, first Mike and then Brandon, like, when's the last time you were actually legitimately excited about Survivor Series? Hmm. You know what? I, maybe maybe 2016, like the, the whole Goldberg-Lesnar thing got me a little bit interested. Come on. Uh, well, no, because just because, you know what? Okay, he was back. It was 12. It was it was this long build coming back. And you know what? That was like the first one after the real brand split that they had when they really split the shows for the first time since I, whenever. Because remember that the brand split was dead for about like five, six years at least. So they finally made SmackDown a live show. And so there, and the match, if you guys remember that show, it was like a almost a one hour match. And it was honestly one of the better elimination matches that I can remember in the history of that show. Um, yeah, 16 was pretty good. I mean, I, I could go back. The, the ones in the 2000s were really, were really good. Like the, the early 2000s, like I remember Survivor Series 2002 um, with the first ever Elimination Chamber match. Um like I can, it's a great pay-per-view, but like I said, this whole brand supremacy thing that they've been playing up for like, basically, which was the old bragging rights concept. Then they've brought it into uh, survivor series. Now it's just like, it's not, it's not working anymore. And especially after you're doing a draft two weeks before you start building these teams. Yeah. 2016. I think you're right. Probably is the, is the one that I can remember, but I know, I think it was. 2005 was probably the one that I remember the most of the Survivor Series, and that was was that, think, was, that was that another one where they were uh, no that that, that, was, that was the next year or that was uh, 2005 was I believe and somebody can go uh, fact check me please um, I believe it was Ric Flair Triple H Last Man Standing and I think that's the one where Orton had the excitement and Undertaker's gong hit and it started that huge crazy. That awesome was yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, he, yes. he wins. SmackDown is holding him up in the air, and then he's the super excited. Yeah. Gong hits, yeah, and I think that was like the first time I remember as a kid, like the lightning was hitting, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" So I remember, I mean, Survivor Series has memorable moments. Just recently, what was it, guys? Twenty fifteen, maybe it was 2016, 2017, when Sting came. That was nuts. Oh, 14. Right. That was fourteen. 14. That, 14. Yeah, that was yeah. team. Of the, that that was one, probably maybe the one with the most stakes for a match outside of 
01 where it was uh WWE versus uh the Alliance that like this was that was the one that had the most stakes cuz and then they killed the storyline where it was Team Authority versus Team Cena and it was like, oh, authority's out of power. And then they just got rid of the storyline at the end of the year where Seth basically spent a month trying to get Cena to reverse the stipulation, and then he did. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good pay-per-view. You just mm. wish that there would be actual stakes to these matches that actually got you interested wa- rather than just throwing a bunch of guys, hey, they're on Raw, hey, they're on SmackDown. We're, that's the only reason we can care. <laughs> I mean, for me, the, pro- the last time I was genuinely excited for Survivor Series, I'm guessing maybe it was... 2017 i'm not sure it was when becky lynch was supposed to face uh ronda rousey but then of course that didn't happen because now i broke Jackson her face broke yeah becky's face and that's the only thing i remember from that entire thing so survivor series definitely has lost like a lot of its uh grandeur uh, that it had in the 80s and 90s but i'll still watch it anyway we, it's uh survivor series wwe is gonna be november 22nd so we have several weeks left to complain about the crappy lead up to Survivor Series. Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. Always good to have you on the show. How can we find you online? Uh, you can find my podcast at OT Mike Wrestling. Follow me at Off the Mic 28. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Mike, for joining us. And when we get back, we will talk to the SWE Fury heavyweight champion and former NWA world champion tim storm this is down for the count your espn san antonio wrestling show on 1250 espn san antonio 94.5 fm and on the go at espnsa.com slash wrestling it is down for the count your espn san antonio wrestling show my name is dangerous dan cialana here with my tag team partner Brandon Big Poppy Medina. We have James Pledger running the gorilla position. And right now, gentlemen, we have someone, a real tough guy, a champion. In fact, the champ is here. His name is Tim Storm. He is the SWE Fury Heavyweight Champion. Tim, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Dan, Brandon, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. I don't know about the uh, tough guy. Uh, definitely, definitely a champion. Uh, but, you know, I guess the tough guy's up for debate. Have, that's something you have to prove every time you get in the ring. No, I've seen you. I've seen you. You're a tough guy. And you're speaking of tough guys, you're feuding with a, a guy named Brett McKenzie. What's Brett McKenzie's deal? Is he coming after your championship? Uh, everybody comes after the championship. That's, that's part of being the champion, you know, that you're going to get uh, the best everybody has to offer every night. Um, you know, but Brett McKenzie is he's the real deal. He's big. He's strong. He's athletic. Uh, he's got a bad attitude. And he's been, uh, he's been popping off for about a year now. And about his, you know, what he's what he's earned and what he deserves, and uh, you know, and you know, my my thing is that any any given night, I'm willing to take on Brent or anybody else that uh, you know that wants to step up and and take a shot at the title. That's kind of the champion's job. Yeah, with that, this is Brandon here. You know, Tim. Uh, you know, being that you know you came from NWA, what are some of the the big highlights that you remember there that maybe you take with you to SWE? Well, you know, NWA is uh, that has been. Uh, uh, you know, it's been something I've been involved with for about 10 years and uh, former NWA world heavyweight champion. You, you learn that when you're the champion of an organization like SWE, NWA, uh, you know, you, you can't have an off night. Um, you literally know you're going to get the best that the best that anybody has to offer uh, on any night. And, and you know, you have to be at your best, but you know, like I said, that's, you just kind of accept that challenge and, and you go into it knowing that, 
you, you've got to be the best there is, and that's why you're the champion. And I'm, I'm completely okay with that. Every time I step in the ring, I expect to win. Uh, you know, whether that, again, you know, go through the list of, of the roster of, of guys that uh, potentially could have a shot at this. You've got, you know, locally, you've got, you've got Ryan Davidson, you've got Brent McKenzie, you've got Moonshine Mantel, uh, Charlie Hoss, you've got, uh, you know, Red Dog, Rodney. It's, it's just, it's an amazingly talented roster of guys, and the women's division is fantastic, too. It, you know, it's, it's just, it's what you do uh, as a professional, as a professional wrestler, and, and especially if, if you're, you're the guy that everybody's gunning for. If you're the world, if you're the champion, you know that's what everybody's coming. Every, you're, you've got a target on your back. Now, Tim Storm, you are the SWE Fury Heavyweight Champion, and someone, uh, a wrestling legend who you got a chance to work with at SWE was the, the late Road Warrior Animal, uh, who we sadly lost a, a few months ago. What are your memories of working uh, with Animal? And, you know, it's, it's, I am a, I've been in the business a long time, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we lose, um, we lo- lose a lot of good people, good men and women, and we we seem to lose them way too soon and too often. Uh, you know, Joe became a very very good friend. Uh, he he basically asked to be a part of SWE because he saw the potential. He saw uh, he saw, he knew that he could make a difference. And you know, the the my memories are are all very good. But I'll tell you that the amazing thing is everybody that talks about Joe Laurinaitis will every single one of us will. We'll look at that situation, and he gave everybody a personal, uh, a part of himself. I mean, he he was there all the time for anybody could go to and ask, "Hey, what did you see on the match? What's your advice?" Um, great family man, great husband. Obviously, in my opinion, one of the one of the best tag team professional wrestlers in the history of the business. And and I, you know, that one uh, that one hurt more than than most of them. Uh, that one, yeah, I just, I wasn't ready. I don't, I know nobody else was, but yeah, that one, that one hurt deep. Yeah. And I think it affected the, uh, the entire landscape of professional wrestling, if you will, especially tag team wrestling. And, you know, um, to, to kind of lift off from a, a somber note to more of, uh, of an exciting one is, you know, recently we just got to last, this last week, we got to interview the one and only Teddy Long. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to work with? the original primetime player himself, Mr. Teddy Long. <laughs> you know, the fun thing about uh, Teddy Long is uh, what you see is exactly what you get. If I get a text from, uh, from, from Teddy, it's, it's not, you know, excuse me, what can you help me with? It's holla player. You know, I mean, if he's legitimately, that's, that's who you see. He brings with him, a, I don't know, what, what, 30 plus years of experience in professional wrestling, he paid his dues from the very beginning. He started out in uh, in Georgia, helping put up the ring. Worked his way up, began refereeing. Refereed for a long time. Got into managing, and I mean, the man now is is legitimately a Hall of Famer. Uh, his his experiences of a lifetime are invaluable, and he's another one. He's another guy that contacted SW ownership and said, "Hey, I see what you guys are doing. I would like to be a part. I think I can help." And and he does. Uh, every time there, he brings. Uh, experience and knowledge and you know a great attitude excitement energy to the locker room to the ring every time he gets there like like i said what you see is what you get with teddy he's the real deal all right we're talking to swe fury heavyweight champion tim storm so this 
Saturday, November 7th, you got two SW Fury tapings. And I know there's a lot of wrestling companies out there, and a lot of our audience may be uh, aware of companies like WWE and AEW. So what does SWE Fury have to offer that's different and special? Well, we, we really pride ourselves on more of a, an old-school uh, approach to wrestling. It's, it's very physical. There's more action there is than there is talk. Um, it is a, you know, I'm, I, I personally uh, subscribe to the, I think uh, Johnny Valentine gets, gets credit for saying it. I don't know who originally said it, but his quote was, you may not believe professional wrestling is real, but you're going to know that I am. And that's, that's our approach at SWE. It is, it is an old school, uh, hard-hitting, a lot of, of powerful, big, athletic men and women who are going to get in there and just beat on each other until we get a winner. Um, it, it is, yes, it is well produced. It is, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of fun, but it is physical. And that has always been kind of my mark on the business. So it's, uh, it fits me well. And every man and woman that steps, steps through the, you know, through our entrance has the same attitude. Now, Tim Storm, you talked about it feeling real. And that's one thing I like about you. When I see your promos, I really feel like you're someone talking to me. It's not a character. So how do you keep that realism in your wrestling persona in an industry where a lot of wrestlers sound like they're just reciting lines? Uh, I'm laughing because that, you know, it's, it's because it is real for me. I mean, what you, there, there is no, I'm not going to be a name dropper, but somebody told me at one point, I don't know where Tim Scoggins ends and Tim storm starts. And, and my answer to that, and that was after a pay-per-view, my answer to that was that's because there's, there's really not a difference. Uh, now, it might be turned up slightly. You know, I'm, you, most people know this. I'm, a, I'm an eighth-grade U.S. history teacher uh, in Euless, Texas. So it is, it's a thing where if I say something, it's because I believe it and it's real to me. Uh, you know, if I stand up and, and my promo is exactly, I mean, what I'm striving for is exactly what you just said. I'm I'm not up there going through the motions, and I'm, I'm not up there taking part in theater. Uh, what I'm doing is just showing you me. You know, I'm showing you who I am and what I'm thinking at the time. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm if I'm teaching the Declaration of Independence, you know, I'm not I'm not yelling and screaming. But you also usually don't see me yell and scream uh, on a promo because it's just me talking and it's me giving my heart because that's that's who I am. You know, I'm passionate about wrestling. I'm passionate about what I do. Uh, if I'm going to tell, if I'm going to talk to somebody, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them exactly what I'm thinking. And, you know, I, I, I guess that comes through on the promos because, you know, you just said, you feel like I'm talking to you. That's because I probably am, you know, that's just, that's who I am. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, as we wrap things up, you know, I mean, it, that's why we love getting to talk to athletic individuals, intelligent individuals like yourself, Tim, and having them on the show because we get to really find out not only about you as a professional athlete, but also your psyche as an individual. And I think, you know, for me, now that we know that there are some students being being blessed over there in eighth grade to be able to to be able to have you as a as a, as a teacher, as a professor of sorts, we, we're not going to see any founding fathers getting put through tables or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know. I guess. You know, let, let me go. Let me go straight history on you. I think everybody, you know, maybe people know, maybe they don't. But you know, Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler. Uh, had a great, had a had a not an undefeated, but had a really good record. If if Honest Dave wants to step up and challenge for the SWE title, you know, maybe that's one guy that I would actually be younger than get in the ring. 
But, uh, hey, man, it, all comers, and if it comes down to putting uh, Abe to a table, you know, you do what you got to do to defend the title. So, you know, nice. it's, 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 this, is just, this is just a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited about Saturday. Like you said, it's going to be two TV tapings. I think it's 5 and 8 o'clock, uh, Limitless Sports Academy. It's, it's, if, if people have not seen SWE, and, and you know, we're, we're now expanding quickly, uh, you know, national TV opportunities, but, you know, we're, we're doing a, a tribute to jazz uh, Saturday night, uh, and personally, as she's a friend of mine, but I also think she may be not one of, but possibly the best female wrestler in the history of of professional wrestling. Um, you know, like you said, Teddy Long, Miranda Gordy, Ryan Davidson, Charlie Haas, Kevin Sullivan is making uh, making his his uh, you know, showing up for the first time. That's going to be interesting. One of the greatest minds in in, in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, made an impact everywhere he went, from booking to wrestling. You know, I'm obviously I'm going to be there defending the title. I don't know who that's going to be against. Brent McKenzie's going to be there uh, Saturday, November seventh. This is SWE is the real deal. And anybody who wants great professional wrestling, hard hitting, good stories, this is going to be the place to be. All right, so he is Tim Storm. We will see you this Saturday at the SWE Fury tapings at limitless sports academy tim storm thank you so much for joining us on espn san antonio's down for the count well dan brandon it's a pleasure to be here thank you guys for your time and i'll look forward to seeing you guys saturday thank you have a good night all right thank you all right brandon how about another champion the champ was here the champ was here that was awesome and i loved it i loved how how real we got to get with him i think uh you, you you can tell the passion is there for the business obviously a former world champion on nwa one of the biggest stages of them all um i mean it's it's, it's awesome to hear you know the, the the eighth grade history teacher stuff it's awesome to see him i mean it's exciting because it, it makes it more uh, interesting, I think, for people like me and you who who love the sport, but also want to know more about the individuals and know that they're they're real people. They're not just these people we see on television or in the ring. And so that's always a, a great thing to get into when it comes to personal life. You know what else is exciting? Free is tickets, it? free wrestling free tickets. tickets. If you want to go see Tim Storm and the stars of SW Fury this Saturday, November seventh, at the Limitless Sports Academy. Be caller five right now, 210-656-ESPN. That's 210-656-3776. Get free tickets. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. And you will love coming back to listen to us. This is your wrestling show, ESPN San Antonio. Down for the count on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM. And on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. Listen, guys, 2020 is weird. This entire year is strange. Hate is consuming this country and this world. And I look out to each and every one of you, and all I feel is love. It's going to start as silly as it sounds, as dumb as it may sound to people outside of our bubble, outside of our circle, outside of our family. We know it to be true. This is how it starts. It starts with something like professional wrestling to bring different cultures, communities, people of different ages, races, religions, all in one building, chanting the same thing with passion, with love. You boo who you want. You cheer for who you want. I, I don't give a damn. 
I am an NXT superstar. And the reason I can say it is because I look out at each and every one of you and you make it possible. I know that was kind of a long clip, but I really wanted to play that. I thought it was important. That was Tommaso Ciampa last night after NXT went off the air, kind of giving an inspirational speech to the crowd about kind of the uh, difficulties of 2020 and how wrestling can be a positive force uh, to kind of, uh, you know, have something positive overcome the hate in 2020. So that's a message I definitely needed to hear. So hopefully uh, other wrestling fans can kind of uh, enjoy that as well and take that to heart. But also something, Brandon, that we need to take to heart right now yes. to give away even more tickets. We gave away tickets before the break. We're going to give away even more tickets right now. Tickets for this Saturday's SW. Fury Wrestling, Saturday, November 7th at the Limitless Sports Academy here in San Antonio. The Caller 5 right now, 210-656-ESPN. That's 210-656-3776. Get a free pair of tickets to see wrestling, SWE Fury, this Saturday. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great show if you can make it out. Obviously, please, please, please wear your mask as you should be doing it. Obviously, be social distance and be safe. But that's going to be an awesome show. And obviously, we have an awesome rest of the show as well to get into. Dan C. Alana, Brandon Medina right here with you. Uh, you know, that, that was an awesome interview, Dan. I really enjoyed having Tim Storm. Uh, I really liked having Mike Mayer, our good friend from Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast, join us. We've been getting some pretty solid little guests. It's been it's, it, the show drop moves so quickly now when we get these great guests. Yeah, the hour goes by so quick. I, you know, kind of behind the scenes, I always worry that I'm going to run out of stuff to say. But then every show, when we talk to these great guests, it's like, man, we could have gone three segments with these guys. So I definitely enjoy talking to SWE Fury champion Tim Storm. And also, he's also the former NWA world champion. Not too shabby there either. Not too shabby indeed. Now, one thing I do want to hit on, you mentioned this in our wrestling notes, and I loved it because I completely forgot about this chaotic, awful um, train wreck of a pay-per-view, which was the ECW November to Remember pay-per-view back in 2000. Yeah, 20 years ago today. Yeah. Dan, didn't you go to an ECW pay-per-view? Is that didn't you tell me you went to some no, ECW I actually, pay-per-view? I actually never got a chance to see ECW live at all, actually. Ever. Ever. Okay, well, Ever. I, I I saw the ECW re revamped version, right? Whenever no, that happened. I don't know what you're talking about. No. And that no, was awful. No, that was but wasn't. but I saw the one where it was Chavo Guerrero and CM Punk in Corpus Christi. And Chavo Guerrero had mariachis, and CM Punk was one of the mariachis, and he <laughs> threw him in the river, and it was freezing. And that was a very entertaining show. But that was that. That's, that's not really that was not really ECW, right, Dan? That wasn't ECW. But I think something I think will be an entertaining show this weekend. We got AEW Full Gear pay per view coming up. Yep. AEW now, Brandon. I don't want to put you. It's it's I do actually. I do want to put you on the spot. Are you actually, for the first time in your adult life, going to it. going to actually pay to see this weekend's AEW pay-per-view so you can watch it legally instead of uh, by the other means that you typically have pay-per-views fall on your lap? I think much like certain individuals within politics, I'll tell you, I'm going to release my bank statement account so you can see that, and I won't. They're, but they're under audit, right? Your, your under bank audit. accounts are I'm under, under audit. audit. You Listen, can't release them, right? I can't release it. But 
But just trust in the fact that I will be buying this pay-per-view, Dan Cialano. Okay, but you always know what you're talking about. The weekend after the AEW pay-per-view, you always have good analysis. You always find a way. Nature finds a way, as they say. Right, exactly. Dan, Dan, the audit will be done soon, okay? I promise you, everybody everybody will see the charges from full gear, from all out. They're going to be like, wow, Brandon really... It's just making big bucks over there at ESPN when they're not. When right. it's, it's so, you know, I'll show you at, my bank statement next weekend. I'll prove that I bought this thing. There okay. we go. All righty. So, anyways, this is going to be an awesome pay per view. We're going to see finally, finally, we're going to see Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega f- duel it out over there. How excited are you for this pay per view? Does it top Survivor Series? Well, I think anything tops Survivor Series. I mean, Survivor Series, as we mentioned earlier, just kind of sucks these days. AEW pay-per-views, not all of them hit it out of the park, but every time I watch an AEW pay-per-view, I don't. I feel like my time was not wasted. I feel like it was a good use of time. And unlike WWE, AEW doesn't put on a pay-per-view every two weeks, so the pay-per-views are actually staggered throughout the year. They make you wait for it, and they make you enjoy it and appreciate what you're paying for. I think this, I think this is going to be a great pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to seeing Matt Hardy and uh, Sammy Guevara hopefully not kill themselves like they almost did last time. Yeah, that elite deletion match is going to be absolutely insane. But one thing I don't like, I need to pick on AEW a little bit. We give them so much credit. We give them so much mm-hmm. slack. We're like, oh, my God, we love them. We love them. They're so great. One thing I don't like, Dan, is this is a fairly new not even fairly, this is a very new wrestling organization, right? So we're, we're about, what, a year and a half probably past yeah. when we first started? Yeah. Uh, we're about, we're just over a year from them being on television when they were came out in October last year. Um, what I don't like are these stipulation matches that they're doing with the Young Bucks and uh, FTR. I really don't like the whole... You know, if the Young Bucks lose, they they can never challenge for the tag team champion match or the tag team belts again. Or when Cody, Cody's matches, if Cody Rhodes loses, which I, now we can say Cody Rhodes, awesome. But with Cody loses, um, you know, he can never challenge for the belt again. And it's like, you're a year old. Why are we putting caps on matches like that when we could just have right. the match? Don't you agree? Right. If they're saying this is the most important match in AEW history, it's like, well, AEW history is like 18 months. So yeah, like it's really not like bit. yeah, exactly. Like there's no way, because then here's here's where I, here's the reason I don't like it. To me, and I'm assuming to you and to the listeners, the Young Bucks are the biggest draw in the tag team division. They have been the best tag team, most likely in the world. Why would they lose now? You know what I mean? They're, I mean, right? They they are part decision makers, and I believe owners in the company. Why would they book themselves to lose now if they can never challenge for the title belts? You know what right. I mean? It just it 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 ruins the the interest and the inquiv- the inquisitiveness of the match itself. So I think when you look at AEW, that's the one thing I don't like. But th- I mean, the, it is slated for being an absolutely incredible night of wrestling, Dan. And I think I will definitely be uh, paying good money to watch this. And also, I'm looking forward to the MJF versus Chris Jericho match. But speaking of stipulations that make no sense, like. Why does the audience care if MJF joins the inner circle? Why do we care? I don't care. Like if you if you buy win, merch, you, you just buy merch and pretend you did. Yeah, yeah, I mean it just. I'm sure it'll be a great match. But like you said, they don't. They kind of AEW kind of overdoes the stipulations when they don't need to. Just have a good match. Maybe have a stipulation match here and there, but not not the entire card needs to be a 
special stipulation. Yeah. Now, before we go, are you excited for the Eddie Kingston and John Mox, the I quit match? Is he getting pushed too quick? I love Eddie Kingston, but what do you think? I think it would be a good match. I don't think there's any way in hell that Eddie Kingston wins the AW championship. Maybe a Daniel Bryan moment. Should. Daniel Bryan he... moment. No, I, I think it's too soon. No, I think it's too soon. I think they're going to beat the crap out of each other, but uh, Moxley is still going to be the AW champion after that match is over. But I think it's going to be bloody violent, something sick, gross, disgusting, devastating that you would like Brandon. Absolutely. I'm going to love it. AEW Full Gear is live this weekend. Make sure to watch it. Pay it with that good money that you're making out there in this pandemic, I'm sure. Or find ways to watch, of course. However, with that being said, my name is Brandon Big Poppy Medina. That is Dan Cialana. You can find me on Twitter at Big Poppy Brandon M. You can find him at Dan for the counts. Thank you, as always, for joining us on a beautiful Thursday night. Dan, what a show we had. Absolutely. Glad to be here every Thursday night at 7 Talking Wrestling. That's right. And that's the bottom line, because down for the count, said said so. so. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.